Satan does more damage in people's lives, TJ, with his number one weapon, which is the lie. Okay, a little lie, big lie, whatever it is. You'll be better, TJ, with that other person. The yeah. grass is greener on the other side. Um, and it starts from there, and it could go extreme. What's another lie that Satan always uses? I can't go to that church because the roof will fall down on me. I can't go to that church because I'll get sick. I can't go to that church because I'll get sick. I, uh, The Bible is irrelevant. 2,000 years old, and when actually, what's the truth? The Bible is very accurate with pinpoint predictions in it that predicted the actual birth, death, thousands of years before Jesus even walked onto the scene with accuracy, the Dead Sea Scrolls that they found backing up the Bible. Yeah. I mean, like, if you put the Bible in a, in a court of law and you brought other books around it, you'd destroy every other argument. You know, if it was actually through... Absolutely. Uh, it's just that accurate. It's that powerful. Yeah, we just learned about, you know, the accuracy of when Jesus came through on the donkey on Palm Sunday. Right. You know, on the cult. We yeah. learned how that was predicted years and years before that to the day. But the thing about it is, if you are in the enemy's camp and you're working for Hell Incorporated, what what what, what are you going to do? You have to do something, right? So what do you do? You lie. You lie, you lie, you lie until people start to believe the lie, until laws are made around the lie, until the lie becomes so big that it's no longer a lie, even though right. it is. In heaven, it's a lie. It'll always be a lie. But on earth, it has become reality. Right. The lie has been spun in such a way that people, hook, line, and sinker, have bought it as truth. I purchased it as truth, but you're actually holding a lie. And the enemy is is uh, has a black belt in lying. Jesus said he's the father of lies, meaning he started this whole lying thing. The lie, in the definition of it, Satan started it. So what we're watching today is a very bold, new thing. I never thought I'd see the day where I would see sneakers being sold in the name of Satan with human blood in them. And people supporting that. Right. But those same people, I think, that support it have no clue how dangerous Satan is. And, you know. I think I think you're right. I mean, I went to a class sponsored by the state police, sent me to another state to learn how to process crime scenes for specifically satanic cults. All right. So listen. I was in a class where I watched slides and presentations and looked at stuff on tables and desks, autopsy photos, okay, of babies. People think it's a joke. People think these sneakers are a joke. Well, guess what? When I came out of that class, after spending a week of, of listening to that crap and everything else, you know what I mean? I was furious. Yeah. Because here's the truth. The devil's a deceiver. If he had the chance to kill you right now, if he was given that authority, because we know he's on a chain based on the book of Job, right? God's in ultimate control. However, God does allow things to happen on earth for his purpose. But I'm going to tell you, what I saw in that class rocked my world. Mm. And I said, how evil is really this one that we call the devil? He is evil beyond belief. But he's so deceptive. The Bible says that 
Satan masks around as an angel of light, meaning he will deceive many by doing, you know, by 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 trying to make himself look uh, another way than he is. But at his core, well, that's where the whole "if it feels good, pursue it" comes right. in. So this whole thing strikes a chord with me because I went to that class. Mm. You know what I mean? And I saw some some stuff that I would like not even to remember. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Autopsy photos and stuff, but. It's real. It exists. He deceives. And I think what we need to do and anybody listening needs to do is, one, we need to pray for that rapper. You know what I mean? That the wound seems to be so deep in his heart that he talks about how he was treated. It needs to be healed and he needs to know the truth. And the truth is that Jesus loves him and died on a cross for him just like he did for, for us. And that any sin, regardless of what it is, if God calls it sin, then it's sin, but, you know, it's no different than any other sin, you know, in the Bible, in our world. It still needs to be paid for. Sin needs to be paid for. There's only one way to pay for sin. That's through a death of a sinless sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ, regardless of, of who you are. And um, Satan will use whatever he has, hurt, pain, uh, being offended in church, whatever it may be. To keep people away from that message, the message of Jesus Christ, which is really the only hope that changes the world. But what we're seeing and what I think you're alluding to is our world is changing so rapidly, so fast, that now we're seeing restrictions in place where they shouldn't be in place. And they're hindering the most powerful message in the entire world, which is the message of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Some people are sitting back not doing anything about it. Some people don't know what to do about it. And now we have such things as Satan shoes being sold. I mean, yeah. so your whole reason for this broadcast today was like, wow, what in the world is going on? You know what I mean? And what do we do with it? Yeah, you really just hit the nail on the head. That's, that's my whole question because that's the question I find myself asking constantly, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I so badly feel like I need to do something, but I don't know what to do. Well, I would say you're doing it in, in at least in a small part with this broadcast and other things that you do in your life as a Christian. One is Luke 18, one, you don't give up, yeah. right? Jesus said, I love when I say that too. It's not like Chris said, TJ said, even the apostle Paul said, which is good because it's in the Bible. Jesus said, men always ought to pray and never give up, Luke 18, 1. Um, I know one thing that the devil hates is a persistent Christian who's tenacious and won't give up in prayer, continuing to read his Bible, continuing to do what he can for the Lord, being an example everywhere he can. I mean, because at the end of the day, TJ, the only thing that's going to change anything is the message of Jesus Christ, you know, and people are not hearing that message you know, like they should. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And one of them is the enemy is trying to shut that message down, right? Yeah. So we got to continue with the message. We got to continue to share Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about that message as a seed that once it's planted, God himself waters it. And I look at me, when somebody told me about that message, I was 15, maybe 14. And I rejected that message. I didn't want anything to do with the Lord. I was like, is that guy crazy or what? And then, like links in a chain, God sent different people in my life, and it took 15 years. So when I was 15 to when I was 30 is when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. So I would say, man, don't give up. 
don't get discouraged because that's another trick of the devil. I've I've looked at stuff on the news, TJ, and everything else, and I got to tell you, oh, it's all over. <laughs> I'm like, man, am I discouraged? I've been finding myself just praying, like, God, can you just please come back? Because I can't keep watching this, man. Right. You know, like, just I'm ready. Just come back. Yeah, because it's like you know, you see things change in life, but it's usually subtle. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then you wake up one day and you look back 30 years and you're like, wow, I never thought abortion would be legal. You know what I mean? And I think that's what happened. That's what happened traditionally over time with the Christian Christians that are older than us that even have passed on and went, went with the Lord because we were little when those types of things happened. We're not even born yet. You weren't even born. No. But, yeah. I've born, you know, I've, but, but today we've seen a shift in a year's time that has one of the biggest shifts that that you can ever imagine. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, like this is just popping into my head as you're talking, is it almost better that we're that it's happening quickly because it's is it, you know, it's easier for us to identify where like that stuff went so slow, you know, as so slow were changes that one day it wasn't like you wake up one day and things are completely different, which is kind of how it le- it's like today. But it's, you know, because I look back and I look back at like my parents and my grandparents' generation. And I'm like, how did you let, you know, how did you let the world get away with this? Like, how did you let the world get away with making abortion a legal thing? Right. Where it's like, if you know anything about how the system works, you know that it's very hard to backtrack. Yes. So once something is made legal, it's very hard to flip it. Right. So... We have all of these, you know, conservative people that run for office and they always run on the platform of like, we're going to take out Roe versus Wade and, you know, we're going to abolish abortion. Well, they can run on that. But the reality is, is that that's, that's a, a law. It's, it's legal. Easier said than done. And yeah. And it's very, very, very hard to go backwards right. on something like that right. and to take it out. So you have to stop it before it it's set in stone. Yeah. So, you know, I look back on that generation and I'm like, how did you like not stand up for this? Like, come on. Yeah. You know, it abortion is like the one of the greatest abominations of our country, I think. Yeah. Um and for so for us, this you know, are we because it's moving so quickly, is it easier for us to identify it and and fight it? And should we fight it? Well, I think we should fight certain things, but a certain way. You know what I mean? I've seen people fight for good causes in a way that I'd be, hmm, you know. Yeah. What do you what you know, even even uh, you know, you could call it a good cause, but man, the way you're fighting it you're making it a bad cause or, or you're really doing more damage than good. If that right. makes any sense. The most powerful way to fight anything is obviously through prayer, but I have to be honest and we're all guilty of it. There's a lack of prayer in the church today. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there has been for a while, but Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer. Uh, one of the most powerful weapons that the, that the Christian has is prayer you know, and and then there's things that God allows, uh, for whatever reason, I think, to usher the return of Jesus Christ. You know, 
the Bible talks about God judging sin. If you look at Israel, God judged Israel, but it took time, like in his mercy. I'm talking years. Yeah. But, but when he judged them, he judged them. You know what I mean? And they often went into bondage. And, and you know, but it, it wasn't an overnight thing. You know, it wasn't like they stepped off the path and God struck them down. Right. And we read it that way because you can just, you know, you right. read it laid out and you can get through, True. you know, multiple chapters in a, in a sitting. So it reads like, oh, they did something bad. God judged them. But yeah, you have to put it in the context of how long things actually and God's took. mercy, God's yeah. judgment. But the Bible says that in the fullness of time, he sent his son. God's based his judgment on amounts of sin, not a calendar. And uh, so like when Sodom and Gomorrah were judged, you know, the Bible talks about the, the, the sin reaching up, you know what I mean, to God's nostrils, to God's like, it takes time and God is patient. And, and but there's a time when God says, OK, that's it. You know, there, there's, you know, like with the flood and, and all that, you know, with Noah and, and everything that happened with that. God has a limit. And then he and then he and he allows judgment. And uh, I think it's that way in our personal lives. I think he's merciful. I think he, you'll never find anybody more full of compassion, merciful, patient, loving, forgiving, kind than you would in God's character and the personality of God. Right. That's just who he is. That's his nature. But God has a limit. And judgment comes when that limit is reached. And what I'm saying, TJ, is all these things that are happening, when is God going to say, that's it? Yeah, enough is enough. Right. I've yeah. reached the limit. The limit is sin we're talking about. Right. And when it gets to a certain degree, a certain point, I think, you know, God's going to have enough of it. And, uh, you know, then, then he's going to take a different course of action. But so for the Christian, I would say don't give up. Continue to pray, fast and pray, which fasting, you know, is a whole nother episode, another another powerful uh, tool that God gives to Christian. But we got to get real is is really what it's all about. You know what I mean? With with what God wants us to do. That's how I would fight it. Um, you know, does that make any sense? Like you said, how do we fight it? Do we just stand still or what do we do? Yeah, do we roll over and take it, you know, and just allow this to happen? Or do we, do we, you know, I, I don't, don't even think we know. roll over. I don't think we just sit back and take it, you know. Uh, I think we have to do something and, and we have to, we have to continually get the message of Jesus Christ out. Right. Right. Keep pushing. Keep pushing because people who are doing things that aren't pleasing to God, when they hear the message of Jesus Christ, it changes their life. Not everyone, but a lot of them. You know, that happened to me. That happened to you. Our lives were changed because of that message. You know, who knows where we'd be right now without Jesus Christ in our lives, right? We could be doing crazy things. Yeah. You know? And I was only, doing crazy things. Yeah, and there's only one reason we're not. It's because we follow the Lord, and yeah. the Lord revealed himself to us, and, and we received him into our hearts, and, you know, the rest is history, but... There's so many people out there that don't even know what they're doing. Jesus, when he got crucified, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't even know. They think what they're doing is right, you know? But my gosh, there's such opposition to the Word of God. They're in opposition to God himself, but they have no clue. 
you know? And uh, do we tell them, you know, like, do you get into a knockdown, drag out argument, you know, that their stance on a certain issue is is in total opposition of the Lord? And that's when you'll have a lot of different views and a lot of different strategies and a lot of different people chiming in, telling you one way or the other. You know, me personally, I told you I have a chip in me and it's an evangelistic chip. I want to lead people to Christ. Billy Graham had that. I I tend to overlook uh, people's faults and things like that in an effort to get them to Christ. You know what I mean? But then again, I'm not going to assist or confirm or affirm certain things, you know what I mean, that go against my faith. But I think it can all be done with a with a battle plan and a strategy where we can actually affect and change the world we live in if we get serious about Christ and the message that he's given us and actually commanded us to get out to this world, you know. So I hope that helps somebody. You know what I mean? Not to give up, not to be discouraged when you're watching the news. You know, continue to tell people about the Lord. Stay in fellowship. Oh my gosh, if you're not in church, please get back in church, you know, and uh, pray about it and ask God about it. And, and, uh, I think it brings up a good point too, like that you're making is that if you're a believer, you know, and, and you've been a believer for a while as well. Like you gotta be discipling people. Yep. You know you have to be mentoring. Um, I I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for some key mentors that came into my life at key times. Right. You know. So I think about what can you do in this world in this climate. You know, you're not you're not going to change anybody's mind on Facebook, right? Like that's something yeah. that we talked about earlier. Right. Like. You're not. You see all these arguments on Facebook right. and people come to social media with their ideas and their ideas aren't going to change. Right. You know, by your, how many comments you have in your, you know, comment bar or whatever you call it. And, you know, also we can't, we're not responsible for changing people's minds. No. You know, God is. So we can only present the truth. Right. So somebody had said to me at one point in my life, you know, those exact words because they're, you know, as humans, we have a tendency to feel like we're responsible for people's salvation, right? Like if we share the gospel and they don't accept it, well, what did I do wrong? Like it's your responsibility. What did I do wrong? Is this, you know, I must have not said something right or like I could have said something more. I could have made it more attractive. You know, we have this tendency to like do this type of stuff, but you don't, you know, we don't need to make the gospel more attractive whether the gospel is going to take root in somebody's heart, that's God's decision. That's right. Ultimately. So God changes hearts. So we're called to share the gospel and then to make disciples. Right. And, you know, and that's, I think that's huge. So what can we do? Like you said, continue to share, but also continue to grow people. Right. Because it's a ripple effect, right? Like I'm just thinking, and I'm sitting here, first of all, I'm thinking, you know, gosh, I got to pray for this, this guy who made these shoes. Right. I got to pray for him and because, so yep. yeah. So I, and that convicted me, honestly, Chris, like that, when you said that, like, I, I, like I'm convicted because my heart jumps to 
man, this is so evil. This guy, like what an awful human being to do this. Like it's disgusting. You know, like all these things run through my head and I didn't, it did not even occur to me once or like that. I just need to pray for this guy. Right. You know, like, Mm. because clearly like who has shown this guy love in his Mm. life? You know what I mean? So like, and not only pray for him, but like, I want to pray specifically that somebody comes alongside this man and tells him, God loves you. Right. You know, I love you. God loves you. Right. That like, could you imagine? Like, I mean, that changed my life. Right. Like, could you imagine if somebody came alongside this guy and did that? And you know, what, what could happen next? But not only that, like to disciple him to, because when you disciple somebody, it's like a ripple effect. Yep. You know, like I talk about, um, I, I worked in a surf camp for a number of years. It was a Christian surf camp. And so obviously we had a lot of fun and you taught kids to surf, but a huge part of the surf camp is we shared the gospel with the kids, Right. you know? So as I've grown, I've gotten to see these young kids who I shared the gospel with grow up and then become staffers at that surf camp. And they're now sharing the gospel with kids. Amazing. And every year when I go back, because I'm still very much involved and every year when I go back, and I see these kids and we talk and I catch up with them, you know, and I ask about their lives and how they're doing and all this stuff. And I see, and I get, then I get to see them share the gospel with these young guys. We call them groms in the surf world. So I get to see them share the gospel with these groms. It's like, man, I've broken down a few times because I feel like I'm, I gotta catch myself. I'm going to break down right now because Mm -hmm. how unworthy do I feel that God used me in the lives of these kids who are now taking that message and spreading it out. It's amazing. It, it's, it's a ripple. Like, so it's a beautiful thing, man. So I totally strayed off of what, where I was going, but. Well, the Lord's leading you. The yeah. Holy Spirit's speaking through you right now. And you're just, you know, that's what happens. We, we, you know, God gets a hold of our mind and our heart and says, this is what you need to do, you know, and, and uh, this is what we need to do as a team because the, the body of Christ or the church is what I would call a team. It's a unit, it's a squad. Right. And um, when we fail to do our job as Christians or the church, a lot of things happen. What are you looking at right now on TV? You're looking at years of failure of people to make disciples and tell people about the message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're yeah. you're looking at people who've given up and said, you know what? The world's going to hell in a handbasket. And I'm just gonna wait for the return of the Lord and you know yeah, I'm, get, good. I'm gonna get sit here comfortably in my seat at church and I'm good. I'm yep. I'm I'm you know I'm redeemed. My sins are paid for by the by the sinless blood of Jesus Christ. And that's and that very well might be true, and it very well might not be true, depending on who's listening to this broadcast. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus commanded us to carry that message like a football across the goal line. There's going to be linebackers. There's going to be things that are going to come after us when you're carrying that football, which I would call the gospel. Right? You got to make it to the goal line, and you're going to get hit. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get lied to. You're going to get all these different things. And that's what's happening right now as we speak in our world. The football is being attacked and the football is the gospel, the message. When we say the gospel, we mean the message 
of Jesus Christ dying for our sins, actually taking his sin upon us on that cross, becoming sin for us. So, TJ, that when God looks at, you know what God looks at when he looks at somebody who sinned, who's, who's broken God's laws, and that same person gives their life to Jesus Christ and asks for forgiveness, the Bible says God looks at them as if they've never sinned. Mm-hmm. That's the power in, in, in accepting Jesus Christ in your life. No matter what you've done, God, and people say, I, can't, I don't believe that, but believe it. God looks at you as if you've never sinned, which blows my mind, right? Well, that message is the only message that changes lives, and that's the message that Satan does not want to, you know, to come out in any shape, way, or form. And he wants us bickering. He wants us arguing. He wants us to pick up things that are less important and very heated, but drop, forget what you're really supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And he's got us doing it too, because we're arguing about, you know, like we said in the beginning, all kinds of stuff. Your church isn't open. Well, my church is open. And, you know, you guys are wearing masks and you don't have faith because you're wearing masks. You guys aren't wearing masks. You're breaking the law. Like, I've I've heard everything. Yeah, me too. You know what I like to hear from some of these people and myself? Jesus. And him crucified. Paul, the apostle Paul says, I don't come with excellence of speech. Like I'm not a great, and, and, and I kind of like look at myself that way. I may not know all the Greek. I may not know this. I may not know that. But I do know Jesus and him crucified. Meaning Jesus died for my sins. Jesus died for your sins. That makes all the difference in the world. What if everybody started thinking that way? You know? Wow. Billy Graham was said that he didn't get in all these extra arguments, although the devil tried to pull him into different arguments. They even wanted him to be the governor of North Carolina. He's like, look, I'm honored, but that's not what God's calling me to do. You know, and you need good people in politics. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is don't get caught up in all these unnecessary side arguments. Get caught up in the work of the Lord. I I performed the funeral yesterday, and one of the verses I read were in John 6. And it said, Jesus said, I came to do the will of him who sent me. And and obviously the will of him who sent me was to die on the cross for our sins. But Jesus wasn't caught up in all these different things. Jesus was caught up in, in the will of him who sent him. Another time he's at a well talking to a Samaritan woman. The disciples came up, Lord, aren't you hungry? You haven't really eaten. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Jesus was in a garden had a breakdown for a moment, got on his knees, said, Lord, is there any other way that TJ, Chris Heinrich, or those listening to this broadcast, any other way that they could come to heaven instead of me having to go and die on this cross? And we know the Lord must have spoke to him that night in the garden and said, there's no other way. And you know what Jesus said? Not my will, but your will be be done. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. I wish that the church, me, Chris Heinrich, TJ, Others would say, you know what? My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Meaning, let's get back to the main thing, the main thing. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. So we unpacked a lot of stuff. I think uh, we could talk more on another broadcast. Um, Yeah, I don't think this is the last time that we should talk about like current things that are happening, especially in the church, because I think there's a lot of people out there like me that are just find themselves you know, lost as to how to react to these things, you know, and 
like you, like I said, you helped me and my heart just in what I should do about these, this guy with these shoes. I mean, you know, so who, who else out there that is listening that, you know, needed to have that dropped on them as well. So I, yeah, I definitely don't think it should be the last time that we should talk about stuff like this. And I, and I think it's, you know, we have to, we have to talk about this stuff. Right. Um, we do tough stuff to talk about. Uh, some people may agree with us, TJ. Some, some people, people might, might not. Yeah. But we're, what are we telling people? We're telling people, listen, take a stand, you know, walk in your faith. If you're going to, if you're going to raise a battle cry, do it in a way that honors God. But remember the main way you're going to change lives is by sharing the message of Jesus Christ. If you're not doing that and you're doing all these other things, yeah, if you're posting on Facebook about, you know, political today, political tomorrow, but you're not sharing the gospel, yeah, yeah, what are you doing? I would share one last thing. The Bible says it takes wisdom to win a soul, Proverbs chapter 11. There's a lot of us that are doing unwise things, myself included. I do things that are stupid, you know, and Satan will take advantage of that. This poor guy that's making these sneakers, you know, if he dies... Apart from Christ, he's done, sealed, fate, eternally going to be separated from God, right? Man, the only thing that's got a chance for that guy is the message of Jesus Christ. That's Absolutely. it. You know? So, yeah. Think and about it, that. It's definitely like, you know, just reverting back to the lies that Satan tells us. You know, the lie that this guy is choosing to believe right now is that he's going to make hell you know, a place for him. Right. It's like, he has no idea. Oh, you have no idea. Right. No idea. Right. You know? The whole time God's crying out to him and, and not condemning him, being patient with him and just saying, listen, I'm here. You got to accept my son and repent and turn away from your sin. If you do that, I'll look at you as if you'd never sinned. Even though you made Satan shoes, if you accept my son, Jesus Christ, I'll look upon you as my new adopted son, and I'll look upon you as if you'd never sinned, and I'll remember your sin no more. You know those shoes you made? Hebrews 8, 12. I'll forgive your wickedness and remember them no more. I won't remember those shoes. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, Chris. And if you would have asked me two years ago if I ever thought I'd be talking on the, on a broadcast about Satan shoes, shoes, I would have thought you were crazy. And it's just, it's so weird to hear that keep coming out of your mouth. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, wow, blows my mind. But that's the answer, right? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Crucified. So, well, if you're listening and you and you want more information about this broadcast or any other one that we, we put out, we're here for you at GodTaughtMe.com. If you need a Bible, we'd love to get you one. If you want a free book, Worry Less, Pray More, or Who Said God Won't Forgive You. We have that book available now, too, for free. And uh, just got to go to our website, GodTaughtMe.com, and you can contact us, email us, and you can submit a prayer request as well. We will pray for you. Thanks for tuning in. If you thought this broadcast can help somebody, uh, share it. Right, TJ? Yeah, share it, like it, you know, leave a review. That's the best way for us to get out there. Um, You know, you got to subscribe, too, if you're on Apple or Google that way. um, You know, it'll bring us up in the rankings and more people will be able to hear this message. Yes. Yeah. So thank you guys. God bless you. Also pray for us. Pray for TJ and and 
myself, as we do try to proclaim what God, what we feel God wants us to talk about, and we would ask and uh, that you pray for us and, and support us in that way. So God bless you guys. We'll see you on the next broadcast. For more information on anything that Chris is doing, visit GodTaughtMe.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play.